Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Croft. Hey, good morning, everybody. Great to be with you. It is the last day of February. Ain't it amazing how fast uh, 2023 is just foisting itself upon us. Hey, I don't know if you've noticed it out there. It's snowing. Yeah, it is where I am. And I think it probably will be around Salem soon. So here's what I want you to think about doing. Let's go on to our website, kslm.news. Click on road conditions right at the top. And it takes you to trip check. You can see all the cameras going up and down I-5. You can zoom in and you can see everything that's uh, that's going on out there, uh, including the Interstate 5 uh, interchanges, but it also has, as you know, all of the you know, Portland area, Salem, certainly. Um, if Zooming into Salem here right now, um, looks like there's some snows coming down at I-5 and Battle Creek and a few other places. Let's look at Kaiser. Kaiser looks okay for the moment. But this snow uh, event is is kind of coming up from the, well, from the, from the west, uh, northwest. So just expect that it's very possible here pretty soon. You might get a little snow. But anyway, go to kslm.news. It's really easy to check on road conditions and school closures, if there are any. It's also where you can hear this show and listen to the the podcast. It's under local podcasts. And we're the second one down there, Political Coffee. Just click on that. That allows you to hear the interviews and the things that we talk about on a daily basis. So what are we going to talk about today? Well... There's a, a couple of interesting things on the national level. There's a great story today about, it, it's in the Federalist, and it's about the U.S. Supreme Court is going to hear the arguments on Joe Biden's unconstitutional student loan forgiveness. What's at stake here is is not really the $400 billion bailout that it is going to be, but it's rather, it is the constitutional separation of powers. And it's something that Margot Cleveland writes about called the, she says it's cryptically named the major questions doctrine. So this is a big deal. Because one of the things that has happened both in Oregon and certainly with Joe Biden coming into the imposter presidency is this thing called separation of powers now kate brown as you know has handpicked the oregon supreme court 
Oh, Freddie. Freddie says it's snowing heavily in Salem now. Okay. So if you're driving around out there, be careful. Obviously. Now, I I want to get into the political coffee clatch uh, last night at the honky tonk bar and grill because it relates to another story, and all of this is kind of tied together. It is tied together with the it, it's in a it's a gateway pundit story, by the way, uh, about the greater Idaho movement. Now, the reality is there's a better way for us to to approach this this issue. The gateway pundit story is a story by Mike Lachance. It's about all of these counties that have decided that they want to be part of the Idaho rather than Oregon. Now, here's the issue with that. What that takes is the Oregon and the Idaho legislatures agreeing to change their state boundaries. And it takes a uh, a U.S. Congress to agree to it. Ain't no way, folks. I'm just telling you, there ain't no way that this is going to happen. You're not going to get the U.S. Senate with Wyden and Merkley to agree to go do this. You're not going to get the U.S. House of Representatives to agree to do this. You're not going to get the Oregon legislature to agree to do this. I'm sorry. I hate to be Debbie Downer here. I support the whole concept. I really do. But there's a better way. And it wasn't possible until we had the appointment. Well, really, to be honest with you, it wasn't possible until Donald Trump became president. Now, the reason I say that is because the Reynolds case, which is a decision by the U.S. Supreme Court in 1964, was the one man, one vote doctrine. Now, Mike Hunter last night made a presentation to our Coffee Clatch group about What's the better way? Well, the better way is what Justice Gorsuch has has made very clear in his speech before the Federalist Society that it ought to be revisited. Now, this is this is a big deal because in Oregon today, as in with Washington, as is with Northern California, as with most states that have large metropolitan areas, those states are in essence being run by those large metropolitan areas. 
it, a great example of this is you look at the gerrymandering that just happened, you know, across the country. And this is where legislatures redraw their, their boundaries and congressional districts for the House of Representatives, not the U.S. Senate. And that's where we're going here, folks. Gerrymandering ensures that Democrats are in control in these, these states that are largely rural but are run by the cities. Okay, There's really no other way to say it. And, and Portland is a great example of that. There are something like, it's either seven or nine Oregon Senate districts that go into Portland, folks. That's absurd. And state after state faces the same issue. Now, this story about Greater Oregon in the Gateway Pundit is there are movements. There's the state of Jefferson movement in Southern Oregon and in Northern California. There are several cities, and Mike Hunter brought this before us last night. There are several rather states that have these types of secession movements, including some in Texas and other places. Now, if we were to be successful in getting legislation passed in Congress or in the Oregon and the Idaho legislatures that could agree to moving our borders, this would open up the movement all across America. Folks, it just ain't going to happen. But what might happen is Justice Gorsuch, what he said in front of the Federalist Society, that the Reynolds versus Sims decision be revisited. He laid out a clear path and a clear direction. And with Trump's appointees to the U.S. Supreme Court, this is possible now. If, and Mike, Mike Hunter brought this forward, if expedited review, which gives every citizen of America the opportunity to petition Congress, rather, not Congress, rather, the U.S. Supreme Court directly, to go around the courts of appeals. This is what the Brunson brothers did in the Utah case, where they said, basically, they petitioned the U.S. Supreme Court, and we've talked about this, to consider it a violation of the oath of office for most of the members of Congress and Kamala Harris and Joe Biden who voted to certify the 2020 election because of outside, provable outside interference by foreign nations in this election. Now, the U.S. Supreme Court's not going to hear that case. They've turned it down twice now, I believe. But the point is that, that the Brunson brothers used a direct approach to go right to the U.S. Supreme Court. The same thing could be done here. Now, the difference is, is that Justice Gorsuch has clearly said that this is a direction he's willing to consider. Now, it takes four justices to choose to take on a case. The Brunson case, as novel as it was, was considered by the court, was on their docket, to decide if they wanted to hear it. 
they chose not to do it. Now, again, if we go back to the reasons I think they did that as a clear warning shot across the bow of Congress and Biden, don't mess with us in terms of packing the court and a whole bunch of other things, all right? The point is, they did that without any support in the U.S. Supreme Court. Gorsuch is signaling that he would consider this. That's support. That means that he would be able to go and have conversations with other um, members of the Supreme Court. Now, this is the pathway. This is the pathway to how we achieve the goals of greater Oregon. You know, I talked about Mark Simmons yesterday, the former Speaker of the House. was He's a good friend of mine in his op-ed about explaining why it would be good to have a greater Oregon aligned with a state more aligned with its values. Because clearly, most of Oregon is not aligned with Portland or Eugene's or Ben's values. They're very liberal places. But we could achieve the same thing by going a different route, an easier route. That route is petitioning directly to the U.S. Supreme Court for a review of Reynolds. Let them choose it again, to hear it again, to consider the arguments again, just like they did with Roe versus Wade. Now, I'll get into the meat of this because this is important for the future of every state in America. Back in a moment. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. It is 22 minutes past the top of the hour. We're going to get back to what we heard from Mike Hunter last night at the Political Coffee Clatch. By the way, uh, we are going to... uh, just adjust the timing of the political coffee clashes a little bit so that we are not meeting in the same week as Oregon people's vote. There's a lot of people that were at the coffee clash last night were part of Oregon people's vote and they have another meeting tonight as a matter of fact. So uh, we want to be sure that, so we're going to hold another meeting next Monday night. Normally, we're because right now we're just doing political coffee clutches every other week. We're going to hold one next Monday night at the Honky Tonk Bar Grill, 6 o'clock. Come and just plan on joining us. And it's because we want to get on a different schedule than uh, the Oregon people's vote, which is, you know, we're going to concentrate and continue to concentrate on voting because that's really the essence of what's going on out there now it is snowing outside if you're not warm you need to call freedom heating and air and they'll get you warm today you know the cold weather's not going away we in fact they're talking maybe against snow on saturday who knows but if that's true 
and you've just been suffering through this winter in the cold, just don't suffer anymore. Call Freedom Heating and Air. They'll get out to your place right away, 503-580-1456, 580-1456. Check out their great website, freedomheatingandair.net. It's all one word, freedomheatingandair.net. Now, the Reynolds decision in 1964 forced Oregon and basically every other state to change its constitution. Okay. To conform with this ruling, which basically was one man, one vote, except it flies in the face of how the U.S. Senate is set up. The U.S. Senate is not set up one man, one vote, folks. It is the very essence of what the court ruled in favor, well, actually ruled against in Reynolds versus Sims. You see, the founders wanted House of Representatives to be elected by popular vote of the people. That's why you got to run every two years. And it's based on population. The U.S. Senate was never set up that way. It was set up for two senators from every state. Now, why was that? Well, that was our Republican form of government, and, and Mike Hunter laid that out last night. You see, the founders knew that the cities would dominate, ultimately, how everything gets run in America. That's why they put in place two senators for every state. So that the smaller states would have equal standing with the bigger states. Just like the rural areas would have equal standing with the urban areas. That's not what we have today with the Reynolds versus Sims decision in 1964. Oregon had to change its constitution to comport to it. The way we get it back to some semblance of fairness, you love that word? Some semblance of balance is to no longer let Portland run Oregon because it does folks. And this is true with every state. Seattle runs Washington state. Every big city in California runs that state. And you can go on and on and on. Phoenix runs Arizona, folks. Dallas pretty much runs Texas. Now, the way we fix that in Oregon is this way. Because every citizen has the right to go directly to the U.S. Supreme Court to petition the U.S. Supreme Court, bypassing the appellate courts with a lawsuit, we have the ability to challenge Reynolds versus Sims, especially since we have Supreme Court justices 
that have signaled they're willing to do that. If the U.S. Supreme Court were to overturn Reynolds versus Sims, then the Oregon legislature and Oregon would be forced to change our constitution. Now, let's say that the Oregon Democrat legislature and a Democrat governor said, no, we're not going to. We're just going to ignore the U.S. Supreme Court ruling. Then we have to bring a lawsuit against them, number one. And secondly, we, the people, then can bring forward an initiative petition to go around the governor, go around the legislature and put it directly to a vote of the people to say Let's have one Oregon senator for every for every county in Oregon. Right now we have 30 senators. We could have 36 senators. That then would take the power away in the Senate from Portland and Eugene and Bend. And it would still retain their power, however, by gerrymandering based on the census in the House of Representatives. Now, the fruit of that, we'll talk about that on the other side, but no longer would we have Portland dominating the politics of this state. This is a lot better pathway and easier than greater Idaho. Don't you think? What do you think about it? Let's talk about it on the other side of the break at 630. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Okay. I think I'm back now. It looks like I have uh, internet back with me. So hopefully you all can uh, hear me. Leave me a message and I'll get back to you as quick as I... All right. So uh, anyway, sorry about that, folks. You know, I'm going to blame it on the snow. You know that? That's, That's the truth. It's all because the snow. So, by the way, if you're uh, looking at road closures and all of that, just go to kslm.news and click on um, road stuff at the top on the right. And you'll see school closures, all of that takes you right to trip check and you can check out the cameras all over the state. All right. Let me get back. No, Dave. Look, all of you texting me, just stop it. It's not me in the button this time. Okay. (laughs) Normally is. But it's not today. Nope. Anyway, um, 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. And I will get to the phones here in just a moment. Let me, let's see. uh, I got a message from rich and it said just think if a change in the state's borders happened here 
wonder how much the taxes would be to support the drug state of Portland. Maybe $20,000 per person a year. Not counting property taxes and sales taxes, another 10, 20,000 maybe. Hope they would enjoy their new problems also like during emergencies. Yeah, that's uh, likely to happen. Look, uh, Glenn and Art, I'm going to get to you guys in just a second here. Look, here's the reality, friends. Cities have a far greater influence in most states than they should because of the Reynolds versus Sims decision. Now, if the Supreme Court took a case, remember, you got to have four people, four members of the Supreme Court to choose to take a case. If they took a challenge to Reynolds versus Sims, and maybe a good group to do that is this group of Republican attorneys generals that are arguing in front of the Supreme Court today on Biden's student loan forgiveness program. Maybe they would be a, a good group to do this because every one of those states pretty much impacted by the cities, which have far more influence, and that disenfranchises us. Those of us living in the rural areas, this is why you have the greater Idaho thing going on. Going to the Supreme Court, getting an overturning of Reynolds versus Sims benefits the entire country rather than just Oregon and Idaho. Every state then would have to change their constitutions to be in line. Now, if they refused, we in Oregon have the ability to put forward a constitutional amendment to the people. And we do this under fairness under bringing balance back to the Oregon legislature in the Senate. That then creates the dynamic that the founders knew they had to have from the beginning. And that is a Senate that operates differently than the House, which is chosen by popular vote based on population. The Senate had appointed originally and now voting two senators per state. We could have one state senator per county. And since most counties are rural, it's likely that those counties would vote a more conservative senator, which would change the balance of power in the Oregon Senate. The balance of power would remain the same in the Oregon House, still centered around the urban areas. But that would be balanced then with the rural areas being controlled, the Oregon Senate being controlled by largely counties that are rural across Oregon. We would have the same power as the House. It forces balance. You wouldn't get what we've been, what we've had rammed down our throats and all kinds of crazy ideas. Wouldn't change the governor's office. But I'm going to tell you right now that the way that they would attack us on this is they're going to claim it's racist to change it. You wait. That's part of the argument. Anyway, got to go to the phones. 503-589-1220 is the power. Buick GMC talk. And we'll start first with Glenn, then we'll move to Art. Glenn, go. Yeah, Jeff. Um, giving power back from the city and the county level. And that's where the corruption starts for McNoma County and Portland and Maricopa County in 
Phoenix, Arizona, which you talked about yesterday. Yes. The corruption, when it starts in the county and the city, in any of the states, begins to bleed and take away the rights of the people surrounding that particular city, Portland or right. Phoenix. Yep. So, yep. what happened in Phoenix, as you were talking yesterday, when they started manipulating the county or city people to deal a deed of trust or titles away from the regular registry to private ownership, basically, that was a total violation of every law we know about in any state or county or city. And it seems like maybe the property that Taiwan Semiconductor was involved in that, though Taiwan Semiconductor may not have known that. And it may have been a way to channel money from property and real estate of the city or the county into these particular people who run the show, whether it be Oregon or whether it be Arizona or California. So what you're talking about lends right into the problems we have now. Uh, the corruption that starts at the cities and the county seats. And it is bad. And now I was at the uh, Constitutional Sheriff's Peace Officers Association meeting here. Three counties uh, here in Arizona have been left out of all the decision-making processes of uh, the county in, in Phoenix. And uh, the, the county sheriffs in uh, the three north and western counties are conservative, and the, and the sheriff in Maricopa County is very, very, very corrupt and involved in this issue that they're talking about at the Senate and the House in Phoenix. Then the sheriffs can only do, as you very well know, Jeff, what is done within the boundaries of their city or their county line. Can you respond? Yeah, I mean, this This is why what has, what's being, pre what was presented to the Arizona legislature. Now it needs to go to these constitutional sheriffs because those sheriffs need to investigate if that's happened in their county. If it's happened in their county, then they can begin the process of, they can do the investigation, they can arrest people and recommend prosecution by the county DAs. Now, that doesn't get into Maricopa. That is correct. But you but, gotta start but now, somewhere. I, now, Jeff, let me interrupt momentum. you. I was talking to a county individual in La Paz County and uh, the Yapapai County in uh, up by Prescott, and then there's uh, the other county. Um, uh, hey, hey, Glenn, uh, hey, hang on uh, the other side of the break. I'll get back to you. Let's finish up that thought and we'll get to Art. Back in a moment, folks, at 648. It's a big deal. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. 
It's 10 minutes till the top of the hour. We will get back to the phones here because the lines are full. I got to get to everybody in this segment. Got to remind you, Eric Azer, RighteousRenovations.com is his website. He's a contractor that you can trust. Come into your home. Do a great job. Not make a remodel like in a kitchen or a bathroom messy and miserable. Eric Azer, RighteousRenovations.com. Com. Let's go back quickly to Glenn. Glenn, I wanted you to finish up the the thought. You got to yeah. do it in about Jeff. a minute or less. Yeah, Jeff. Uh, Mojave County was also there. The guy that held his vote. He said, "I I would have been willing to go to jail to withhold my vote." But he says they would have then put me in jail and then accused me of of uh, illegal activity, and I would have had no way of of defending myself, and they would have yanked uh, the county's votes. So he was a good guy. The sheriff was a good guy. He was going to stand behind him. All three of these sheriffs of all three of these counties surround Maricopa County, and all of us are being robbed. Now, one of the county people told me, if influence comes from Maricopa County to any of our counties, we have a right to go into the data processes and find out if there's contaminated money, contaminated properties coming into our counties. So we do have the ability to reach over into into Maricopa County if we're find, finding out that that corruption is then coming over to our counties, and I, she said, I'm willing to do something about it. That, now, when you came down to Arizona, when you flew down, did you have any extra uh, information about that property above the uh, uh, 101 freeway and 17 when you came down? You, you seemed to agree there were some issues. Yeah, I got to let you go because I got to finish the other story. We'll have to talk about that again. Thank you. Uh, let's go quickly to Art. Art, good morning. Hey, Jeff. Um, I'm in favor of the 36-county thing, but I'm not in favor of splitting up our state and getting rid of all the natural resources uh, over on the other side. Also, I don't want to have to have two fishing licenses, an Idaho and an Oregonian li- Oregon license, to do what I do now. I think it's, you know, I I, I just don't want to lose my state. My family roots are down in Southern Oregon. Uh, We were one of the first settlers in the Rogue River Valley and stuff. And and I want that to stay Oregon. I mean, you just, you would be destroying something that you and I grew up, the state of Oregon that we we know and love, and I'm not willing to do that. However, I am willing to say, hey, we need a better balance in the state of Oregon with the 36 county thing. And we know Marion County leans Republican. It always, most of the time, has. We just got to take our state back. Yeah, you know, I... I feel the way you do, uh, Art, about this, uh, because the reality is, uh, and I've never even thought about the fishing license thing. You would be hunting, fishing, all of those things. Uh, Camping, yeah, everything. Th- that would be a problem. Yeah, it, it would. But I have to say, I'm glad that the conversation is being had because it lends to a better solution. And the better solution is what we're talking about here and that is the u.s supreme court revisiting reynolds versus sims and if we get the right kind of ruling out of the u.s supreme court then it gives us the option every state 
is basically forced to go back to the representative form of government that's guaranteed us in the U.S. Constitution that got screwed up by the Reynolds decision. Thanks, Art. I appreciate your perspective on that. Let's go to Gary. Gary, good morning. Hey, Jeff. Go Ducks. Go Beavs. I'm reading this article here. Thousands of Canadian children are dying suddenly. Fully vaxxed and boosted kids and unexpectedly dropped dead. What article is that and where is it? Uh, it's uh, the Stu Peters show. I haven't listened to it, but uh, he had. I saw the first part of it, and there's just picture after picture of just cute little 8, 10-year-old kids that uh, just died in the last couple months from heart attacks and stuff. So i uh, let you know tonight uh, we are going to be talking about uh, our program to file lawsuits uh, against the federal and uh, different people that have been, uh, for people that have been hurt, damaged uh, physically or financially, what have you. Uh, we're going to raise money for these people to file lawsuits to uh, get their uh, retribution for uh, what has happened with this uh, mandate. So you're going to talk about that tonight. Yes. Your meeting at the Black Bear Diner at 6 o'clock in Wilsonville, correct? Correct. And we're also going to be online. Uh, if people want to you know, go online, they can send to you, and I'll get them the link. Okay, so if you want to watch it online, shoot me a quick email, and I will put you in touch with Gary, and you can do that. Do you have a lawyer showing up tonight to talk about that? Uh, no, but he was there last week, and we'll, we'll go over what, uh, what he, said, what he uh, uh, showed us. It's kind of a big deal, folks, <laughs> to put it mildly. Since it comes out that, um, well, apparently yeah. at least one branch of the federal government says that the virus came from a lab, a lab funded by guess who, Dr. Fauci, with your money. Yeah, and they, you know, they they buried Trump because of their hatred. Well, be, besides, uh, it it exposes the whole thing. I mean, this was nothing but a coup. There's no doubt about. It. This was a way to, to drop, drop the laws so that they could steal the vote. Yep, you're right. And they did it very skillfully. Thanks. Good night. Join Gary. If you, if you want to watch it online, shoot me a quick email. I'll put you in touch with Gary. His meeting is tonight. They're going to talk about how to file lawsuits. Again, it'll be 6 o'clock at the Wilsonville Black Bear Diner. There's a story, by the way, here. Um, on the Liberty Daily, this says the U.S. government created the vaccine. Did it also create the virus? There's a picture of Fauci looking like a salesman uh, selling a tonic, and it says the same people that sell the panic sell the cure. There's another story there, by the way, about a British journalist shows how the CIA played a direct role in the creation of Google and how many of these social media companies are staffed with CIA and FBI people. It just wasn't Twitter, folks. It's an interesting story. I know we didn't talk about it today, but that's okay. Look, friends, there is a better way. Stay tuned as we get more into, is it possible we could get several states to come together along with their some of their congressmen and their U.S. senators and literally go directly to 
the U.S. Supreme Court and revisit the Reynolds decision, and if it's overturned, could allow states like Oregon to have balance again. One senator for every county. Instead of 30 senators we have today dominated by Portland, we would have 36 senators dominated by rural areas that would bring balance to the Democrats who would still control the House of Representatives and a Democrat governor. In fact, Lee writes an email, says, wait, you're making sense. If county representation is closer to the people's desire, sounds like a fair, more better way to have the majority voice heard. Yep, it is. Folks, I'll be back tomorrow. I hope you will be too. By the way, Kim Thatcher joins us this Thursday in the War Room at 2.30. Oh, so